Hello and welcome to Strange Stuff. My name is Andy. And uh, I'm Mark. something fresh and something strange and something a bit light-hearted and something that I can find easily editable but I do believe I deserve a glass of wine well hurry up then it's <laughs> quarter to five I've got things to do quarter to four actually you haven't got anything to do on a Friday night I'm entertaining my girlfriend in a actually it's hour and a half Saturday night was date night no Friday night's date night on Soleran oh Saturday night is date night at her place Friday night is at my place that's uh, specific. I've got to warm up the Barbie, for God's sake. Oh, I'm glad you said Barbie. <laughs> I'll be back in a second. <laughs> Believe me, that's the only hot thing that happens. Okay, that's better. I've got my fish bowl. Cheers. Oh, you do as well. <laughs> Can you get any more wine in there? Yeah, about another half a litre, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> How you can drink that. Mm, well, Is that still irony, or have you moved on to something else? Oh, no, it's a different one. I can't remember. I try I try to get a different one every time. Well, they can't sell that many boxes of wine in the system. <laughs> it's not box, you cheeky fucker. <laughs> so have you actually got something prepared, or are you just winging it, hoping that something jumps into your tiny mind? It's a 50-50. I've got something prepared, but we're going to wing it. I don't know how where you stand on ghosts. Oh, well, that's all right. It's all nonsense, so I'm happy to go with it. <laughs> so you don't... <laughs> It's not going to give me nightmares, as it were. You don't believe in them, though? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Have you never I, had I, a supernatural experience? And I'm not talking about that time with that hooker in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's never been. Well, funnily enough, I actually had a girlfriend where we stayed uh, at her cousin's haunted house. And this was a classic Tudor mansion, as you'd expect, obviously, of being one of my girlfriends. Yes. The parents... Had actually, well, in fact, she had seen the ghost as well. Um, the parents were so perturbed by the whole experience that whenever they went to visit, they stayed in a caravan outside. They had a quite a nice caravan. They stayed in the caravan and st- outside, and she and I were able to stay in the house. And what was that I experience? Uh, there was literally like a classic uh, a woman walking down. This thing had a, main, a a grand hall with a fireplace. And I'm not kidding. That was literally they had a, a dwarf who was the housekeeper sort of thing who used to feed this enormous fire. And there was this curved staircase that came down into the great hall. And uh, actually, on more than one occasion, they'd seen the apparition, is it? Is that what it's apparition. called? Apparition. Of this uh, woman walking down the stairs. Well, the closest... So nothing nasty. She wasn't carrying her head or anything. She was just walking down the stairs. Closest thing I've had to that was um, a girlfriend of mine coming home one evening and she saw a shadowy female figure climbing out of a window of our place. And when she came in and told me about it, I convinced her it was a fucking ghost. Yeah, and probably enough knowing your girlfriend, Sandy, she believed it. She did. She'd have known it was the barmaid from the local pub. There would have been trouble. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh dear, in your dreams. Anyway, oh. we're going to talk about a place from back in old Blighty, a ve- um, an English hamlet just north of Liphook. It's, it's between London and Plymouth, uh, Portsmouth, sorry. All right. Uh, it's called Bramshot. It's about halfway along an old stagecoach road which goes between London and Portsmouth. Yes. It had a, a main manor house and two other manor houses, which are described in the Doomsday Book of 1086. It goes back that far. Uh, Sorry, the Doomsday Book was 1086. Yes. And was, the Battle of Hastings was 1066. Yes. They weren't directly related. All right. Carry on. Yeah. The main manor house was called Chiltley Manor, and all the land which lay to the south of Bramshot Manor was recorded as being held by the king at the time, William the Conqueror. Yes. According to the Doomsday Book. Now, the road from London to Portsmouth, Portsmouth being one of our main ports at the time. and If not the only one. Possibly. Um, Southampton and Portsmouth, Those were the days yes. when rural Britannia was a real thing, and we did rule the waves. Nothing so, to be proud about. Huh? <laughs> we don't need to get into that now. I'm, I'm certainly not going to feel guilty for something someone did a thousand years ago. <laughs> oh, it's a thousand years. This happened a thousand years ago, did it? All right, okay. Well, Portsmouth docks is basically, we're talking about 1086. Um, I think we still had a navy. We definitely had a navy. I mean, how do you think William the Conqueror... Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're getting our dates mixed up, or I'm getting my dates mixed up. Yeah, or you're getting... The Doomsday Book was a thousand years ago. Yes, yes. Um, The the stagecoach route is possibly a little bit more recent. Like 500 years later? Yes. (laughs) Right. So I'm glad you got yourself sorted out. It was a much-used road from London to Portsmouth, and it made Bramshot the ideal stopping point the wagons and riders that made that long journey. Travellers were cared for with stalls, uh, eventually replaced by half-timbered stores and an inn that appeared around the square. The village grew quickly because of its location and its connection to the throne until the 14th century, but then was devastated by the Black Death. All right. Now, the Black Death and the subsequent rise in taxes placed on the Bramshock folk by the throne resulted in the few remaining dwellers moving to the nearby village of Liphook. And the big oak tree by Bramshot Church, which was in the middle of the road, was used for hangings in the 14th century following the Black Death because obviously there weren't enough dead bodies lying about, so they had to so create a few So they decided to hang a few people as well. Yeah. Survived the Black Death, did you? Get your neck in here. Uh, not a bad Portsmouth accent. I think uh, you're a few hundred was, miles away. But... I was going for pirate. pirates don't normally act as hangmen but i don't want to start getting i probably could find a pirate who's hung people you're probably right anyway lip hook did you say yes all the people have moved to lip hook because the old place died in the plague and the taxes were raised through the roof by william the conqueror because he owned the land You've heard they're raising taxes in England. Well, that, that was bound to happen, considering they've emptied the coffers, given all the gold to their friends. Well, no, you're right. But wasn't that a manifesto pledge? No tax rises, or was that two elections ago? When did a manifesto ever come into the governments well, of no, any you're country? Right, you're right. No, no, if you you're can right. show anyway. me any government that's ever stuck to their manifesto, I'll show you a, a fantasy. It's just never no, you're happened. Right. You're right. But it's good to know that it even happened in the 14th century. Or 15th century, 1400s. Carry on. Lip hook, oak tree, hangings. 
Okay, now the popularity growth in Bramshop boomed again when the old wagons got replaced by stagecoaches running London to Portsmouth. And Bramshot as a coaching stop was pretty much firmly established by 1660. Okay, 1660, Reformation, Henry VIII. Yeah, Henry VIII. 1660. (laughs) Depth of my knowledge is quite impressive. It's definitely interesting. (laughs) I don't have any idea why you threw that into the mix, but there you go. Because I have these small nuggets of information that relate to the date you've mentioned. Most doctors would refer to that as a tick. Tourette's. <laughs> oh, maybe. Right, so we've jumped ahead. We're now into the 1660s. Yes, and the popularity of the, co- the stagecoach stop soon attracted some of England's most notorious highwaymen. Okay, give me a name. Naturally, because where there's cash, there's people who like cash. <sighs> Names. Dick Whittington. Dick Whittington was not a highwayman. He was a boy oh. with a cat. He All became right. mayor of London. All right. It was nearly, nearly a highwayman. Look, you've nearly finished that goldfish bowl. You better pace yourself. I, I want you sober. touched it. Look, we're 14 minutes in. You need to keep at you least... You need up. to calm your tits. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes wonder if you're fully committed to this job. <laughs> it's like you've no sooner arrived than you're looking at your watch. You can't wait to fuck off out on your date night. Exactly. Okay, now... The original Bramshot Inn by the 1700s was known as the Seven Thorns and it was trading okay. well as a coaching inn. Yep. It was reputedly used by the highwaymen who preyed on the passing traffic heading from London to Portsmouth. Now that yep. to me sounds like it would be fairly easy not to get held up by the highwaymen simply by booking into the same hotel and just making sure that you go out when they're at home. Yes, yeah, maybe. And also... If you were a lawman, wouldn't it be quite simple quite just easy. to nip round yeah. to the hotel and arrest everybody? Yeah, yeah, but they didn't have the internet or mobile phones in those days. And they didn't have Netflix either, so there's probably a good chance they wouldn't be in their rooms when you went to nick them. Could be. They had other entertainment, I'm sure. Yeah, they had wenches. <laughs> well, that's it, beer and wenches, wasn't it? I don't know, I wasn't around. Yeah. But you're probably right, in the days of Errol Flynn... So what's happening with this story? I thought this was a ghost story. It is, but you have to you have to build your base. You have to lay the foundations. You should know this as a house builder. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> anyway, the okay. Seven Thorns soon had a reputation for being rough and dangerous. Okay. And it said many villainous deals were cooked up there. Hundreds of robberies, attacks, horse thefts, and even mudders happened in or around the Seven Thorns. Now, the first ghosts of Bramshot are said to have started to appear around this time as well. Now, the thing is about ghosts and villages, every, basically every village in England that has ghosts will claim to be the most haunted village in England. Yes. But I think Bramshot actually has a shot at holding that title for real. And I will tell you more about that directly after this. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> oh, I'm getting fed up with there being a blank space after that. I think I might just start ad-libbing adverts next week. Yeah, we can make some products up. Yeah. Okay, Ramshot is said to be the most 
haunted village in Hampshire and possibly in the UK. The village has had numerous sightings and paranormal occurrences that have been documented and many of these sightings continue up to and including today. It's claimed to be haunted by at least 17 regularly appearing ghosts as well as many other strange apparitions that have been sighted over the years. Bearing in mind this is in a pub... (laughs) Yes, exactly. I could probably explain half of those 17 ghosts with a bottle of gin. But um, uh, are they all sort of men, women, happy, sad, angry? Is it a cross-section of the community? There is some diversity in the ghostage. Boris Karloff himself used to live in Bramshot up until his death. And he moved Boris to the Karloff. area. Yes. What the actor? The actor. Yeah. He moved. Right. He moved to the area specifically because of its history of paranormal activity. And his house was said to be haunted by a tall, dark figure, and stories of unexplained noises in the house during the middle of the night. All right. It's also said that the ghost of Karloff himself has been seen walking the nearby lanes. All right. He's got a very distinctive walk, has Boris Karloff. If you've ever seen any of his old films. No, he's back in the 30s, wasn't yes. he, Boris Karloff? Yeah, they were the black and white, arms straight out in front and walking side to side. You must have seen those comedy horror films. Uh, maybe, or maybe not. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, now you Oh, that's, you look pretty much like him, actually, yeah. Boris. Karloff, not Johnson. <laughs> You're right. Now, the old Bramshot Manor has a white lady ghost that is said to be Lady Hole, who was a former owner. Okay. Lady Hole is one of my favourite things. <laughs> no, that's a bit weak, Andy, seriously. <laughs> but it's spelt so right. <laughs> There's a ghost named Mistress Butler, who's said to have been so unhappy she drowned herself in 1745 while living in the manor and her ghost can be seen walking beside the river there's a grey lady who lingers beside a well outside the inn where she is supposed to have plunged to her death Uh, the the inn also has a ghost of a pot boy who used to serve ale to the coaches that stopped there on the way to London but was one night butchered by highwaymen in 1772 I think it's you know, once you get one of these stories attached to a village, I think it just snowballs. It can't possibly be that this one village has some paranoia, paranormal magnetic effect on everything and all the spirits sort of well, congregate in this one village. Well, people who, who believe in hauntings or spirits will generally tell you that they're, they're more likely to happen if, if the death has occurred in traumatic circumstances. Because they can't let go. tragic circumstances because they have unfinished business or because sometimes they don't even know they're dead. What? Have you never seen a um, film with Bruce Willis? Oh, yes, the boy. Yeah. And he, in fact, is dead. Yeah, he didn't know he was dead, did Oh, he? I've spoiled the plot line for someone who might want to see that. If they haven't seen it by now, they're not going to even know what he... I can't even remember the name of the fucking thing. Seventh Sense. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, what would you do if you saw a ghost? Male or female, how old? Hot or not? <laughs> <laughs> I would, to to fu- I, I, I would try to. I I would try it. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the bucket list. <laughs> oh god! Oh dear! No, I think I'd want to communicate with it. What have you been doing for the last few hundred years? Well, I don't know. It depends on the circumstances, and it depends on 
what the ghost looks like. And why is it there's no modern ghosts? Why is it all these ghost stories date back to the 17 and 1800s? What was it in that time? Were there a lot of unhappy people dying with un- unresolved issues, unfinished business? Well, it could be that in today's world, with all our modern technology and our electrical and magnetic fields, they in- it interferes with the spirit world and they can't, they can't get through quite so clearly or easily. Or... We're simply blind to them because of all our technology. Yeah, maybe. I had a friend who was a bit of a medium. Oh, I no. used to be a medium. Now I'm a large. <laughs> Ka-chang. Oh, no, that's wrong, the wrong effect. Oh, I can fix that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, all right, so you built a base to this story. We've had a modicum of substance. Is there a climax to it, or am I jumping ahead? I mean, well, no, what, you know, we're what... just talking about the phenomenon of ghosts, and in particular in this village, the most haunted village in the UK. Did are you we... know this pub is for sale? Are you Googling? Yes, I'm allowed to. You are, but I, normally I hear you going, T-H-E... <laughs> It's not mystery hour, you know. I'm allowed to Google. No, I did while you were there. No, well, that's fine. How much is it up for? I don't know. It's closedpubs.co.uk. Okay, well, put an offer in. You haven't got any money. No, I said you put an offer in. <laughs> I haven't got you any money buy to buy it. a pub. You buy it, I run it. <laughs> you can trust me. Did you ever run a bar or a nightclub that was haunted other than by your own memories? Oh, God, we... Every nightclub I've ever run has been haunted, mostly until about five in the morning when we left. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised that girl was climbing out of the window from your flat. I thought she would be running out the front door screaming. No, because she would have run straight into the girlfriend, and that could not be done. Anyway, let's get to the next ghost, uh, Flute Boy. This figure, Flute Boy. Oh, he played a flute. Oh, see, you're catching on. This figure can be seen and heard on the lanes, in trees and behind bushes in the village. The music he produces is described as enchanting, but with an underlying atmosphere of danger. And he's often spotted in the same area as the ghost of a white calf. What? Yeah. even A a cow? A cow can have ghosts. Why not? Okay, say say you... I've never heard of that before. You have ghost dogs and cats, do you? Why not? Have you never seen... Have you never heard of the headless horseman? Man. Yeah. Horseman, <laughs> man on a horse. Yes, but it wasn't the horse that was headless, it was the man. No, but the horse was still a ghost. You can't have a ghost riding a real horse. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's all nonsense, but I, I hadn't thought of pet ghosts. Well, no, I mean, obviously there's ghost dogs. So you, the hound of the Baskervilles. He wasn't a ghost. He wasn't a he, it was the hounds. Yeah, but they weren't ghosts. The hounds weren't ghosts. They were. They were They were demon hounds. Well, if you accept that there are pet ghosts, then what about the millions of birds that die every year? Do they have little spirit bird ghosts flying around as well? If they died traumatically, why not? I mean, it, obviously not the chicken you had for Sunday lunch. Well, that's worrying. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would, you that get would, haunted by that the... That would be a pretty crowded kitchen. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> be a bummer to cook Christmas dinner in that kitchen. <laughs> no, it's got to be nonsense. Well, anyway, the ghost of Highwayman Jacks would disagree with you. This particular robber was shot by lawmen in room six of the Anchor Hotel, and his spirit is said to remain spooking guests and staff alike. Yeah, well. Now, the boy ghost is supposed to be just that, the ghost of a young boy. 
and fell victim at the hands of the most feared gang of local highwaymen while he was tending to horses outside the inn around the 1800s. Now, I think these highwaymen might have been a bunch of paedophile boy rapists, actually. Well, because, yeah, why would you attack <laughs> a stable boy? Uh, what are they going to get out of that? He's a lovely-looking boy. <laughs> Is that back to your pirate accent? Lilo Lil's busy for the night, you'll do. You're what's busy for the night? Lilo Lil, town <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> All right, so there's there's literally a whole wardrobe of ghosts in this oh, place. Oh, there's more to come. But, um, the boy ghost, his ghost is now said to be a warning and is also seen just before the appearance of the inn's most fearful apparition, yes. the ghostly stagecoach. What? This... Invisible yet clearly audible <laughs> procession of a horse and carriage being driven down the lane has been recorded on tape and witnessed by hundreds of people. I could do the same shit with my electric scooter and a beatbox. So hang on a second. So now you're saying it's not only humans, pets, animals in general, but also inanimate objects like a stagecoach. It's only inanimate until the horses start running. Uh, hang on, I have to think about that. Well, then it's uh, inanimate. Means Does that mean it's move. not move? Is it? Well, yes. what's something that's not alive? Inanimate. <laughs> no, I was right. No, it's... it's that's it, just it, nonsense. It, it can mean both. Not alive and not moving. Right. Well, so now we're talking inanimate objects who have spiritual lives. Have you never met a poltergeist? They pick up inanimate objects and throw them viciously towards your head. No. No, yes. I've never met a poltergeist. You might not never have met one, but there's a few of us who have. I've had things thrown at my head in the past. <laughs> yes, but I had <laughs> can guarantee it had nothing to do with a poltergeist. She might have been from Poland, but that doesn't make her a poltergeist. <laughs> Oh dear. All right, okay, so we've got we've, a whole we've what would you call it? Concophony of spiritual activity a plethora in this place. of protoplasm. Thank you. That's a good well done. There's a bit of alliteration for you. Absolutely. Okay. Now we get to the Canadian soldier ghost who was murdered by George Coders at Bramshire Army Camp in 1915, start of the First World War, no less. It was claimed both Coders and the soldier had been driven insane by another ghost who tormented both of them on a nightly basis. I think this place is somewhere to avoid. No wonder that pub's for sale. Who'd want to run it? <laughs> Well, now we come to a more interesting place, just a few kilometres from Bramshop, uh, can be found the strange and mysterious Devil's Punch Bowl. Right, I've uh, heard of that, I don't know why. I can tell you two stories about the Devil's Punch Bowl. The first one is um, when I was at school, we went on a school trip there in my secondary school and we, we spent, uh, I think, a week in the Devil's Punch Bowl doing like hiking and nature sh stuff. The legend of the Punch Bowl itself started during the Middle Ages when the devil became so irritated by all the churches being built, he dug the punch bowl to allow a gateway for ghouls to exit hell and torment the local parishes, including and especially Bramshaw. All right. And this is actually a geographical feature, is yes. it, this devil's punch bowl? Yes, it is. The second story about the devil's punch bowl, I was invited to... It was like Roger, Roger Taylor, the drummer for Queen. Yes. He has a massive house in the area of the devil's punch punch bowl and right. about 25 years ago he yes. was he he was doing a a, co a a concert in his garden, garden. basically 
um, which was going to be broadcast on the internet. And in those days, it was very early internet days. And his aim was to break the record and have the most viewers on a live stream. And the record in those days that he was trying to break, he wanted to hit 100,000 views. Okay, that was it, was it? Yeah, and bear in mind, most people did not own computers 25 years ago. True. So to hit 100,000 views was quite a a thing. Anyway, um, me and Hannah's mum, we went and we had a, a fantastic evening there. I was served beer by Chris Evans. Not that. That ginger twat, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, n- a nice evening. His house is incredible. Is um, he still there? As far as I know, he still owns the the house. And basically, if you stood on his roof, um, he owns he owns like two boating lakes. And if you stood on his roof, everything you can see on the horizon belonged to him. It was just an incredible, incredible place. And. Worse than that, he actually married a Cadbury's Flake girl. Really? Yeah, and you know which one. (laughs) (laughs) You know the one we all unwrapped our flake to. (laughs) Well, it's an interesting juxtaposition because I thought you went to one of those special schools where they definitely didn't have day trips anywhere. In fact, you might not have been allowed out of the school premises in the evening. And then suddenly you're mixing with the celebrity class. So well done to you, having anyway, broken away from your we have teenage chains. We have digressed. Well, we haven't, no, we're talking about the Devil's Punch Bowl. Yes. Well, it's sort of ghoulish. Yes. So anyway, that was that was the story of the, devil, the Devil's Punch Bowl uh, being the gateway, uh, which is yep. possibly why these villages are so haunted. All right. Uh, the local church, St Mary's, also holds the graves of 318 Canadian soldiers who were stationed at Bram shot camp during the first world war and these include many victims of the influenza outbreak of 1918 to 1920 yeah can you imagine as we call it covid no you're right well no not quite right but can you imagine that surviving the first world war and then coming back to an influenza epidemic yeah Uh, Reports of strange noises sounding like the screams of dying men and women have become frequent and now now the locals keep the cemetery locked. Which, of course, is well known that a ghost cannot pass through (laughs) a locked locked gate. gate. (laughs) But anyway, that brings us to the end of the rather strange, mysterious and spine-tingling story of Bramshot Village, the most haunted village in the UK. I mean, it's, yes, yeah. I like this double devil's punch bowl. It was probably a, I don't know what it was, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know the whole ghost idea. I mean, yeah, maybe I should uh, try and track down my spiritual guide. I think your spiritual guide is the Egyptian alligator. No, an Egyptian, a spiritual guide is someone who who is a blood relative, isn't it? No, no, your spiritual guide... It's usually guide, like your dead uh, uncle or something, or dead auntie. Your spiritual guide is definitely the Egyptian alligator because you live in denial. <laughs> Again. What is that, a Christmas cracker joke? You've obviously... Oh, I think you should, you should stick to your normal size glass of wine. That because is comedy clearly gold, you... mate. That is comedy gold. <laughs> Living in denial. <laughs> See, you're getting it, you're getting it. It just went over your head in the beginning. Yeah, that's right. It was too sophisticated humour for me to deal with. That's right. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Yep, Hope you well enjoyed done. our little ghostly village tour. Yes, Bram Shop. Yes, Bram Shop. Make sure to yep. drop in and we'll find out how much that pub is for sale for. We'll get yes. Mark to buy it. And the yep. first round is on him. Yeah, indeed. Indeed it is if I buy it. In the meantime, don't forget to 
follow us on Instagram at Strange Stuff Podcast. Twitter, same address. Uh, you can check out our website at www.strangestuffpodcast.com. You can email us with any suggestions for stories you'd like to hear or any suggestions to <laughs> write off. <laughs> <laughs> or how. <laughs> at at uh, strangestuffpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, we will see you next week. Cheers for now. Can I talk now? <laughs>